This is The Takedown from Jackrabbit Illustrated. The Takedown Podcast is presented by Drake's Place in Bible, South Dakota and sponsored by Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. Now here's your host of The Takedown, Chad. Episode of The Takedown, a Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. We're focused on South Dakota State Wrestling. I'm Chad Myros, and today I'm joined by my co-host Jordan Schoenrock, and we have our special guest, South Dakota State 165-pounder and human wrestling highlight reel, Tanner Cook. Tanner, great to have you. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Not too, not too shabby. Thanks for being with us. we got a lot of questions for you tonight, so we'll get started. And I'm going to go for the easy one. What's your favorite wrestling move? Uh, my favorite wrestling move would uh, have to be a high flyer for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's the one you stick guys on, yes? Yeah, all the time. Can you walk me through the difference between a high flyer and, say, an elevator? I think they're pretty much the same thing. Honestly, everybody just has different names, like, wherever you go. Like, all across the U.S., like, where I'm from, we have tons of different names for moves. And they have different names out here for things. So, Right. So, you're grabbing the guy's outer lat and his inner wrist right when you when you yeah it's like mostly one hand's on the chin the other one's just underneath his arm and then going straight backwards for the most part okay so maybe a little different than an elevator seems pretty risky but the reward the reward's pretty good and and how many times have you hit that in a in a match at south dakota state do you say uh i mean generally i go for one just about every match for sure i mean worse it happens i just give up points or get pinned maybe i guess we we had Cody on a couple of weeks ago since we're talking about this right now, and I asked him over under how many you're going to hit this year, how many you're going to pin. He said five. He set the bar pretty low for you. You think that's the number you can beat? I don't know. Our schedule this tough this year is really really tough. Like it's it's going to be tough, but I don't know. I'd say five five to five to seven would probably be a fair fair guess. I'm pretty good there. You come from New York. Tell us a little bit about your high school career and all that fun stuff. Uh, so we had a pretty good high school, like uh, where I was from. Uh, my dad was like the peewee coach of the program. So we had a, like a good foundation for us. Um, we were state champions my senior year. And as of right now, I think we have four kids that are wrestling division one. Uh, three of them are at University of Buffalo and then I'm out here. But uh, I won one state title as a senior, got second as a junior and won just over probably 220 matches or so in, in high school. So... You win all them matches, and then you try and go to Cornell, if I understand right, right? Yeah. Like, that was the school you wanted to go for, go to. So yeah. you try and go there. Um, What really happened there? Take a gray shirt year, I believe, and then to try and get yeah. in and everything with it being an Ivy school. And you kind of yeah, I took that. I took, a, I guess, a gray shirt year and a half uh, trying to figure out things there, and it just wasn't really working after my first year. And I came out on a visit here, didn't really like it, not going to lie. So I decided to stay in Ithaca for another year, I thought. I did half a year and then said, I'm coming out here. And then just pretty much packed up all my stuff and just drove 22 hours out here and been home probably four times since in the last two years, three years, actually. So are are you a big fan of Brookings now? Yeah, when I got here, it was just like, it was just really laid back and I got here over the summer. So I didn't see anything that was really going on. Like uh, I was, I was only here for two days. It was my first time on a plane. 
Um, nobody was really in town. So it was just kind of like, uh, this seems kind of boring. Like I'm just going to be going to practice, going home and going to school really. And that's it. Were, were you afraid of flying at all? I got to ask. I mean, that's a, that's a different thing. The first time most people experience when they're a little younger. Oh yeah. My dad dropped me off and also I had was like a ticket on my phone. I had no idea. I've never been, I haven't even been in an airport before. So I tried to walk through the security, like my backpack on and everything. And they grabbed right <laughs> a hold of me. It's like, yeah, I was, I think 19 and I'd never flown before. And they thought I was like joking. <laughs> How do you pronounce the name of the town you, you're from? Is it so Lyon? It's, it's Ilian. Ilian. It is Ilian. Okay. Ilian. Yeah, it's the hometown of Remington Arms for anybody that hunts. So any Remington gun, oh. that's where it was uh, invented for the most part. Well, at one point it was. They kind of relocated all over now. But And then you had a, a state title of 145 pounds and wrestled for Central Valley, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about your career in high school, if you would. So uh, in New York, you can wrestle varsity seventh seventh grade. So I, I wrestled ninety nine pounds. They had they had that as well. My first two years, uh, I did okay, but I broke my shoulder my seventh grade year. So I was out for most of my eighth grade year. Uh, I came back my ninth grade year at one hundred six and got fourth in the state. Tenth uh, grade year, I lost in the blood round at one twenty six. Eleventh grade year, uh, I was in the finals and i lost on a locked hands call and then came back my senior year at 145 and then ended up winning it finally well there's got to be a lot of wrestlers in new york right that's going to be a pretty big do they break that down by divisions there or is it like uh yeah so we have uh we start off and they call it classes and uh in our section so we have 12 sections in our state plus i believe it's the private schools um so you usually have to win your section in order to go to the state tournament there's four wild cards uh but so there's 12 sections in new york one through 12 and then psal which is like the private schools out of mostly new york city um so it's when you go to the state tournament for us there's only two divisions there's division one division two for like the size of the school and you actually have to wear your section singlet so i was in section three which is central new york and so everybody at every weight wore a single with the number three on it. Really? Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. That that is way different. You don't wear your school singlet. Not until your last match. So you can wear you can wear your school singlet. But a lot of kids don't even do it because they're pretty superstitious. So they just keep the same one on they've been wearing. I gotta ask, Tanner, are you one of them super superstitious kids? Um, not really. No. I just kind of do whatever whatever's convenient, I guess, to me. Do you do you know people on the team that are super superstitious about some things and have uh, they need to do very, very superstitious, right? Yeah, Zach's pretty. Zach Price is pretty superstitious. Uh, he he throws up before every match, and if he doesn't, then there's something usually wrong. So that's pretty interesting, I guess. He doesn't force himself to vomit. It's from the butterflies, I hope. Yeah, it's probably a combination of both, honestly. I don't, I don't know. I just see him doing it. Just kind of watch. <laughs> I never got butterflies like that when I wrestled. All <laughs> the other guys got butterflies, and I, they just hated me because I guess I, I don't. It's not something I, I, uh, I got. So, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your brother wrestled here. Uh, talk maybe a little bit about your relationship and maybe how how that was wrestling with your brother here in the same wrestling room and maybe go back a little bit. Uh, to how you guys grew up wrestling probably together 
any stories so, you might have there. Yeah, so he was always a, a bit older than me, and uh, he did the same thing as me. He went to he was at Finger Lakes, the same thing, trying to get into Cornell, and then he ended up going to Edinburgh. Uh, then he transferred to App State, and then he absolutely hated App State. Um, and when I first came out here on my visit, and I decided I wasn't going to come out here, I was like, you know, like I know you need a guy at my weight and everything. I probably not going to come this year, but my brother would transfer out. So uh, he came out here, but he had to, I think he had to sit a year because he'd already transferred to more than, I think it's two schools at the time. And uh, so he had to sit out a year. And then two years ago, we were actually going to start together. He was going to wrestle 157. I was going to be 165, but I was out for our Binghamton duel and he ended up getting hurt and having surgery. And then kind of that was just it for him. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. I was there at the Pentagon and saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah. man. He was fun to watch, too. We, we missed that. So, Yeah, he was definitely tough, for sure. Like, your one brother came here, but talk about your family. I'm pretty sure you have a pretty big family back there in New York, and how close do they follow you? Yeah, so they all love it. Like, they all wear all the SDSU wrestling stuff. They haven't been out here yet, but I have a I, – I have – there's six of us brothers, so it goes Lakin, who is here. We have a brother named Landry in between us, and there's me. And then Kai, Case, and Six are all my other brothers. So the the last one's name is Six, and he's the yeah. sixth brother. Yeah. That sounds like the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> are any how many of them besides you and Lincoln are are wrestling or gonna wrestle at at uh, at a at a college level, do you suppose? Uh none of them will probably go to the college level. Uh my older brother Landry, who's in between me and Lake, was definitely the best out of us all, but could not stand wrestling. Hated it. My dad would like pretty much pay him to wrestle in high school, really. And he was a big guy too, so he was really fun to watch. He only threw people, which was really, really fun to watch. Is that where your throws come from, or where where did that start? And tell us a little bit there. Uh yeah, it definitely came from my dad and my older brother because uh, my dad was like he's a bigger guy so whenever he wrestled like he would just hit like lat drops and that was it really and occasional double leg so we were always practicing them and stuff and then my older brother Landry that's literally all he did was just throws that was the only thing he did like your dad was your coach and stuff like that what was it like I know that you had a relationship with Han from Cornell a little bit you knew him did that play a factor of coming out here like what like how how did that relationship work and what's it like now like not having your dad at all your matches to cheer and coach you from the side um i guess not having my dad is like i definitely miss it for sure but me and him used to butt heads a lot because he would just say stuff to me and i would turn around mid-match and just tell him to shut up but uh i mean coach Han, if he was never at finger lakes or at affiliated with cornell i wouldn't have never came out here because he got me out here because I think they needed a guy. I actually don't know why he tried to get me out here. I had nothing to show. I mean, I had one one state title, and I never even won an Open in the year and a half that I was at Finger Lakes. And I, damn near everybody on our team is a, a state champ probably at, at least one time. So I was just another kid. I was at a junior college just kind of hanging out, wrestling. And then he asked me to come out here. I was like, yeah, definitely for sure. So, But it's, it's nice now for sure. I, I like it out here. Do you guys uh, on the team ever follow the rankings much at all? I, I've never been in a college wrestling room. I, I know in high school we kind of did, but uh, you guys follow that at all? 
Um, like what guys are ranked like individually and stuff. Yeah, like that. Or where you're ranked, like so. You know, right now, I guess WrestleStat has you like thirteenth. Yeah, that's way way too high for me. Like, I don't like that. Not one bit. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, it, it kind of puts like a target on your back. And I mean, I don't know how I went up, or I guess you could say down in the rankings after I hadn't wrestled for a year. Like, this is like the highest or closest I've been to number like top ten ever, and I haven't competed in a full year. So it's kind of crazy to me. But I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't pay too much attention to it. I don't really think most guys do because, I mean, it just matters at the end of the year. Really? Yeah, it's just those last few weeks that Han mm-hmm. always focus on. That that's what really counts. Yeah, definitely. You come here your freshman year, and you go twenty-one and four, twelve and two in duels. I believe you had fourteen pins that year. Like, um, don't you think you're a little bit deserving of that ranking? I mean, like you did prove yourself. I mean. That was a heck of a freshman year. So and then you go and place third at the Big 12s that year, and then COVID hits, and everything crashes, and um, here we come. We all roll into NDSU, and here's Tanner, and the news breaks that you're more than likely going to be out for the season to recover some injuries and some stuff like that. Um, can you tell me how you grew from that and what you learned last year without being on the mat and just practicing? I guess it's something that I definitely don't ever want to do again because I would like I would be at every practice still and I would just kind of be either well while the time I was recovering I'm just sitting there watching and then when I was back like I was rest I was in the best shape of my life last year come like end of March but it was too late by then. Um, I I don't know I guess I'm just like I'm getting old now like. I'm going to be 23 here soon. Like I don't have much time left doing this. So I guess like the one thing that I've been thinking about lately is like, if I'm going to go to practice and spend two hours there, like might as well get better. Like don't want to waste my time. So, so that's like kind of how I think a little bit. Did you have the same one-on-ones and everything that you would normally have last year then? Um, I was just like at like the just normal practices really. I would try to do some stuff on my own, but it was just, it was a hard year for me overall. Who who was your typical training partner then that you would wrestle with? Like who who's the guy that you would normally wrestle with this year or whoever or um, last year? So this year I I wrestled with Jacob Shun a lot, and then I usually get beat up by Cam Simons at least once a week for sure, and Luke Zilberberg as well. That is a common thread. Everybody points out mm-hmm. how Cam beats them up. Yeah, I get for... it at least once a week. So who's who does he beat up on the the, the upper weights like? You know, AJ? Uh, he doesn't really wrestle with AJ too much. That's more of Coach Han. But uh, anybody anybody that he wants to, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So White Lightning's still getting out there, getting it done, huh? Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't matter who you are. It does not matter. Um, can you tell me what your relationship is like with Cam? I know you guys are pretty close. Tell me what it means to have Cam as a coach on the team for you. Um, it's It's definitely great for sure. When I first got here, I was like, this sucks. Cause like you, I, I could never get away with anything around him. Nothing like no matter what, there's no lies, no nothing. He knew everything. Uh, like we would lift together. We would wrestle together. Uh, I used to like cry in the corner. I used to like hate going to practice, but like after a few months, like it, 
all that stuff kind of like stopped, like me crying and just getting tough. And then I started wrestling guys like, you know, this definitely helped me. So it's great now. Like, I mean, I just, I got home after this from study hall and he's in there. He's the first one in there and the last one to leave. Just if anybody needs help with anything, he's just knowledgeable, whether it's life, school, wrestling, whatever it is. And even if he doesn't know about it, like he'll probably take the time to learn about it so he can help you with whatever you need. Like he's, he's great all around. Maybe, uh, you know, we've got new coaches on this year, Coach Bergie specifically. Uh, can you talk about how he's changed things in the room and maybe specifically if there's any anything he's changed for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. So he has a, a different perspective of wrestling for sure, which I like. Like, I wouldn't say it's more laid back because that dude does not ever get tired. But it's just like wrestling is it's a unique sport. Like everybody wrestles different. Everybody coaches different. And it's just nice sometimes to get like a dip, like almost like an outside opinion. Um, Cause like, I mean, Cam and Han, like they're both coaches at, at Cornell and stuff and Brady came from PSU. So it's just, it's nice to get some outside info from somebody that came from a different program, some somewhere like as, as successful as Penn state. So it, it's just, it's cool to learn about and it's nice to have him around for sure. And he's young, he's really young and he's always willing to wrestle. Refresh my memory here. I think you wrestled at the UNI the year we went in and beat UNI, right? Yeah, I wrestled when we beat them. Yo, um, what, as a team, knowing that Cody came from there, like, I'm sure you guys seen it just as much as I did a little bit. Like, Cody was worked up that day. What was it like as a team to go out there and, like, put it to the mat to let one of your coaches beat the coaches that coached him and, like we all knew the recruiting that would come from that and everything like that. Could you explain that a little bit? Well, it was nice because I'm pretty sure it's pretty close to where Caldo actually lives as well. And so I saw like there's a ton of kids from his high school where I think his dad coaches. They were all there like wearing their stuff. And then we just went out there and every we just we just beat him up like flat out. It wasn't even close. Like it, it was nice. And like all the coaches were fired up. But like it, it was fun to wrestle there for sure. But I think that they like it's it, it's a unique place there like when we started rolling like their energy I, I just felt like it fed us and we just didn't stop i know you always say that uh you like frost because of the energy like what i always say west north south east whatever i believe it's west gym if i remember right off top yeah of um they uh like that place was rocking but you guys just put it to quiet right away yeah that's what i mean like it was the place was going nuts and then 20 minutes into the duel it was just silent it was just our end that was it just our corner and then a few like we had a actually we had a good showing there but not compared to them like it was their home duel but it was just it was just awesome to see just our side that's like cheering and stuff you know just a small portion of that place and they're like right on top of the mat there too like that place is packed what's life like in the room with cody as a coach he likes to get after it. That's for sure. Uh, he's just, he's a, he's a goer and he wants us to be goers as well. Like when he's doing conditioning and stuff, I'm like, I'm always thinking to myself, sometimes even staying it, like saying it out loud, man, this is stupid. But like, I'm the first one on the line, you know, but he's like, he, he makes sure that we're in good shape for sure. You talk a little bit about the energy there at West gym. Tell, tell me a little bit about how, how it feels to wrestle and frost and, and how that, how our fan base, makes an impact on you and our team and it really brings the energy 
I mean, Frost is the greatest place I've ever wrestled by far. Like, there's been so many times where I'm absolutely exhausted in the second period, which is horrible to say, but and I just had like the crowd's just going nuts. My own bench is going nuts, and then all of a sudden I'm not nearly as tired anymore. Like it just it drives you for sure. Like nothing got me more fired up than when like Danny Vega would hit like a super duck or something, and the whole place just erupts. Like that was just amazing for me. That was like some of my favorite memories of all time. How about around town? Do you, do you get recognized by the folks around town? Maybe have your own cardboard cutout sitting somewhere, or tell me what that's like. Um, I don't really have like a cardboard cutout or anything oh. like that, and I I don't really get recognized too much, honestly. Like I'm kind of an introvert for the most part. Like I just go do my stuff, and then I kind of come home. I, I play some video games and. Uh, I live with my girlfriend now, so I just kind of hang out with her. So I'm staying out of trouble, stuff like that, you know. So which, hopefully it's for the better. Which video games your jam, just out of curiosity? Oh, gosh. This one might get me some hate, but I play uh, I play RuneScape competitively. Oh, nice. It's a game that came out in 1999, it's actually. Really so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I play I play some, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that as well. Any, anybody else on the on the team that you game with? um not really so like whenever i play xbox it's mostly to connect my friends from back home because like we all just talk to each other on there kind of feel each other and what's been going on so that's about it really that's pretty cool what's what's life like with a girlfriend now with like wrestling how do you how do you manage the work life school balance as a wrestler i think it's called work wife Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty nice. Like I come home, like it's, it's convenient. I'd say like rather than me living with, with Zach price, you could probably imagine how that went. Like now I come home, like apartments usually clean, but I'm, I'm a clean person myself, but like sometimes she, like we switch making dinner and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just nice. It's convenient. And it gives me something to do rather than be an idiot. So like I come home and I sit on the couch and I'll either do homework or we'll watch Netflix or something like that. Keeps me straight. So. I think it's a good thing. Dog or cat person now? Because you're starting to confuse me. I mean, I have uh, I have four English bulldogs at home, but uh, I just recently got my first cat, probably a uh, month and a half ago, right here. His name's Three Sixty. Nice he's pretty kitty. Cool. He's a nice dude. Loves people. Likes water too, so he's just like a dog. He gets in the shower with me sometimes. And that's so your cat like, or her cat? Uh, we adopted it together. Okay. I didn't even like cats, but he's so nice. Like he just hangs out all day right next to me. Nice. Just lays around. And he was a kitten too, which was weird. So, but he's nice. Like all these things are adding up here for the season. What's what's some of your goals that you have to go into the season and that you want to accomplish? Um, I think my goals are like probably different than most people's. Like I'm I am trying to get above a 3.0 to a 3.5 GPA. Um, I, I want what's best for my team. So I want to win some duels. I mean, ideally, I would like our team to finish top three at Big 12s and then hopefully top 20, top 25 at the least at NCAs would be like ideal for us. Uh, me personally, I hope to definitely get some wins, send myself to NCAs again, and hopefully get a couple wins there. That would be nice. but. Uh, I mean, I'm just here to wrestle and whatever happens, happens. So 
you say you want to be top three at Big 12s. Uh, what's your words to the rankers currently that have us rated so low in tournaments and all that fun stuff coming in? Are they going to be in for a surprise this year, do you think? I mean, it happens every year, really. Like, we go on – like, the year that I wrestled two years ago, like, you go onto the rankings list right now and – there's five, six teams that are ranked top 25 that we absolutely destroyed. So like, it's nothing new really, but uh, I think we're really trying to, we're starting to figure out our lineup this year. And once January hits, I think that we're going to be really well off and we're, we're yeah, we're definitely going to turn some heads for sure. Minus the, um, were you for placing at big 12s and NCAAs? What are some other team goals that you guys have set this year as a team? Team goals. I mean, I guess it's to, like we formed like quite a close bond with our team, which I don't think that many other teams have. Like, for example, like I lived in an apartment last summer and guys would just walk in all the time and just like hang out on the couch. Like, well, I don't even know they're coming over. Like, I think that's important to have like, like the kids on my team, they're, they're my best friends. Uh, I think it's important to just have like, like a brotherhood. Like I would do anything for them. They do anything for me type of thing. I think that's one of our goals just to like get closer as a team. Because it helps with your wrestling on and off the mat. Do you uh? So with that, do you think that um, it really like helps you guys and fires you guys up when somebody does go get upset or somebody pulls off a big win? Yeah, absolutely. Like, because I mean, it's your best friends. You want to see them winning no matter what. Like, there's nothing more that I like seeing than one of my friends beating somebody that's top ten or top five. Even like, I, I'm probably more excited for them than they are for themselves. So I pulled up that we talked about that a little bit here. I, I think you can see that on your screen. Yeah. Well, what the NCAA wrestling came out with is the coaches polls, Iowa first, Penn State second. Okay. We're not claiming to be better than them, but I right. like to think we give them a run for their money. Missouri three, Michigan four, NC State five, Virginia Tech six. We definitely wrestled them tough, I would think. Oklahoma State seven. I mean, they got a couple of hammers, no no doubt. Arizona State at, at eight, Nebraska at ten, Ohio or excuse me, nine, and then Ohio State at ten. And I think where we really where we really fit in is this next bracket. Yes, it is, definitely for sure. Where, where do you where do you see us in this? Uh realistically, I would say right around fifteen area, absolutely, right around in that area. Below like fifteen or lower. Is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Eleven yeah. to fifteen. Jordan, what's your thoughts? Where do you put us? Somewhere. Um, I think that fifteen area is about good right now. I know that. Um, WrestleStat came out with their new dual rankings today, and they have a fourteen, and I think that's about right where we belong right now. Like, they need to. We need to see what these other four kids that are not previous national qualifiers on the team here can do for us, but. I feel like we should be right around that 15 area. So who's the team that in a duel you want to beat the most? And, and why is it NDSU? NDSU. Uh, I don't even like talking about it. So it's like a, this big feud really. And I still don't understand why like they all hate each other, but for some I mean, reason, it's marker we, week for football. Yeah, right? definitely. I mean, it's a big deal. Definitely. I just don't know how, like, I don't think we've beaten them since I've been to school. I mean, it's only been two years, but we haven't beaten them since. And I think it's, it's just a North Dakota, South Dakota thing. And obviously South Dakota is better, but uh, 
we just we haven't beaten them yet, and it's got to happen at some point. I mean, I think their coach has a little something to do with it. I don't, I don't particularly like that guy, but that's just a personal <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> and and Coach Han, man, you run through a wall for that. I'd run through through a wall. Yeah, for absolutely. That guy. He's awesome. What is your favorite memory in college wrestling so far? Um, my favorite memory definitely, like for myself, would be when we were in South Beach and. The only thing I, I really asked for Coach Hahn to do or to make happen when I committed here was get us one duel against Cornell. And that was as soon as I was finally able to wrestle for SDSU officially, uh, my first my first duel was against Cornell. And I wasn't supposed to be wrestling, actually. It was like they're at 157, and I was just sitting there in shorts and a T-shirt. And Coach Han kind of told me, hey, uh, you're wrestling next match. And I just threw on my stuff and then ended up getting like a, a pin in the first period against the, the school that I just left. A pin in one minute and 13 seconds to be exact. And I can just imagine Rob going, and he hung his head. <laughs> yeah, I might have lost a team point on that one. <laughs> I remember, right, you were, you were rocking the cradle of the SDSU at him or something like that. Yeah, I was in actually in pretty much in their bench of all their wrestlers, just rubbing the SDSU logo, and they weren't a big fan of that. But I, I didn't really care at the time. Can't imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it just hits you. I hate to lose a team point though. That that'll yeah. get you in trouble with coach pretty quick. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you probably get a little bit of a, a side talk <laughs> at practice after that. You guys won that duel anyways, if I remember right. No, we actually we lost oh, by two to Cornell. No, we uh, yeah. Henry Polmeyer was out of the lineup, so that, that kind of hurt a little bit. And then I think we had another one that was an overtime loss, so it was tough. But then again, they had like four guys out taking the Olympic red shirt, so can't complain too much there. Yeah. Would you – now if you had to choose, would you choose uh, – would you want to go back to Cornell and wrestle Cornell? Or would you rather go beat uh, Stanford now that Rob went out there? Was it more the team or the coach that you wanted to beat? Uh, coach, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so it would, it would just be Stanford. I mean, it's all kind of said and done now. Like, it was, I don't know. I just uh, – it just felt good, honestly, because I had spent a year and a half there just training and going to school, like trying to make things right and like make it work there. And then I just ended up packing up all my stuff and just moving over halfway across the country. And then my first duel just so happened to be against then, which was pretty cool. But since then it's just been like, I'm friends like with their, like almost their entire team. Like I, I talk to most of the guys every day. Like there's probably six or seven guys that I talk to damn near every day. With all these gray shirt years and everything that you had, how many more years does SDSU fans get to see you on the mat? Uh, I mean, I have this year, and then I have technically another two years after this. But uh, I'm not sure if I will be taking them or not. Like I said, I'm going to be 23 here soon. I can graduate in the fall next year. So I guess we'll see like how uh, how things go this year, and then we'll go from there. I mean, if I All-American ever, that's probably it for me. That'll be my last my last year. But I, I also said that, like, going into college, like, if I All-American once, like, I'm done. But I guess we'll see. 
But if you're all American, won't you just want more? Ah, uh, probably not. Wrestling's a tough sport. It is. Yeah. How many years does the does the girlfriend have left? Uh I don't know, honestly. She kind of just packed up her stuff and moved out here and got a job out here, which is pretty cool. Oh, so she's from back home. Uh she's from Des Moines, Iowa. Actually, uh, oh, she okay. went to Zach Price's high school. <laughs> Matchmaker Zach. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Well, you know, that's definitely something that can anchor a guy for a little while. And if you're hanging out, maybe just wrestle anyway. Yeah, I might. Might have uh, to. Yeah, I'm probably not the guy to talk you into it. <laughs> Say, uh, who's who's your Who's your favorite guy to watch out there on the matter? Or maybe maybe it's a guy that you used to wrestle with that you really just loved watching. Like of all time wrestler? Well, I was thinking more while you were wrestling, but you can go both. While I was wrestling, uh it it definitely have to be Yanni Diakmahalas for sure. He's one of, or I like watching Vito Rujo as well. Um I guess there's there's a bunch. Uh also a big fan of Danny Vega for sure. You liked watching Danny as far as teammates was your favorite probably to watch. He was one of my top three of all time anyways. I would say those three that I like while I've been in college and I've gotten to experience and probably be those three. Right on. Is one of your worst favorites Zach Price? Uh, he's he's fun to watch. I do like watching him, but most of the time I'm laughing more than like getting serious because I, I just think it's funny when he's wrestling. He shoots this straight-on double that just makes me laugh out loud every single time. And he scores with it sometimes, too. But And it's it's just funny because I know exactly when he's tired and pretty much exactly what he's going to do before he really does it. Because, I mean, we wrestle all the time. We hang out all the time. And it's, I don't know, it just makes me laugh seeing him out there wrestling for some reason. I'm sure he appreciates the laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> hey, uh, talk a little bit about what you think the uh... – future wrestling room might might help for the program in going forward and 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 maybe also touch a little bit about what your thoughts are on the the frost changes so our our room is definitely gonna like help with recruiting for sure like when i first came here i walked into our room i was like wow man this is like a little dungeon but i'm used to it now so it doesn't matter but um I think that like a new facility as nice as going to be like someone sees that and they're on the fence about this school and another school. They're definitely going to pick this school for sure. Um, It's just like right now we have almost 40 guys on our team and like throwing the coaches wrestling sometimes and whatnot. There's not like we have to, we we practice in two groups. So that's, that kind of sucks. Like it's almost like two separate teams. Like we live together and everything, but our room's not big enough for all of us to wrestle live in. So we have to, we have to do at least two groups. So that sucks. It's going to be really nice. Like when we're all just able to practice together and even like recovery and stuff, um, frost is just like, it's outdated. The ice tubs are like, they're really small. We're going to have like all of our own facilities, um, our own study room and our own actual like lounge room. So I think academics will improve. Everything will improve for us. It'll just be good overall. And then right. as for Frost, like I, I love competing in Frost and I'm excited for the renovations. I don't see a problem like with Frost right now. Like you, I mean, as long as there's people there, like that's all that matters to me, but I'm definitely excited for it. We were talking about NDSU and Jim Poppin added, Hey, have him bring back the border bell to Brookings. So it, he wants you to bring it back, man. We're definitely going to have to. So, you can't walk out this year if you 
AA and be done? Like you got to practice in that room one year. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I'm I'm still on the fence about it, but like I told myself, like always, like if I all American, I'm walking off the mat and I'm just be, I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. But I, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know how I feel if, if it ever does happen. So I guess I guess we'll see. You know, you're one of the huge crowd pleasers with your throws and you bring, I mean, just adds to that electricity. You have your own unique style. And you said, that's something that's that coach Berge brings. You can't just not pass that on. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be awesome for sure to be able to do that. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about Brookings, how you like it here. Do you have a favorite restaurant in town or anywhere you like to frequent? Um, so I will say that one thing that I don't like as much about Brookings is the food. Home cooked meals that I've had have been great, but when it comes to options, I feel like people in the Midwest they love their fast food. But uh, Cubby's is always solid. I go to the um, it's La Cantina, I believe it's called, by BP, right by the interstate. That place is really good. It's mostly those two are probably my favorite. Uh, definitely, it'd be those two for sure. You're not talking about Taco Express. Taco Express isn't bad either. Taco Express is pretty good. I, I like that place. I, I, I actually go there a lot for lunch, but like for an overall food, like sit down, it'd be it's right across like the parking lot from there. Is a new it's relatively new place that opened. It's pretty good. Really so nice may, people. It's so you the may old not ground round. Oh, it's the old ground round. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. You may not know it, but this podcast actually has sponsors, and I just like to shout them out quick. We have quite Cottonwood Cafe and Bistro. You might want to check them out. They have really good coffee and some, go there for breakfast some, sometimes. The burritos are good. Yeah, the burritos are great, right? And and we also have Jackrabbit Central's a sponsor. Best place to get your Jackrabbit gear, so you can tell your folks back home. And we have uh, if you ever get to Bottle, South Dakota, which I highly suspect you will not. I'm pretty sure you don't know where it's at, but it's about two thirds away across the state on the top edge. And there's a place out there they're making Jackrabbit themed. Uh, burgers and stuff. It's called Drake's Place. Drake's been a great sponsor. I know he listens to our podcast too. So just wanted to shout them out quick. Sorry about the interruption there. Jordan, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. So, uh, like, what is your favorite thing to do in Brookings outside of, um, like, the wrestling? Like, what do you and the teammates like to go do? Uh, we go to the Par 3 golf course a decent bit. Uh, it's right on uh, what is what street is it on? I'm trying to think of where it is, but uh, it's a golf course around here. It's uh, just nine holes. It's like five dollars to play, so we all go do that. Um, we go to the movies a decent bit as a team, and I like to bowl a little bit too. It's always fun. Like none of us are really any good at bowling, so we'll just go, and then it's it's always competitive as well. So that's some of the, the things that we kind of do every now and then. We'll play some volleyball as well, which is nice. What is your favorite? non-wrestling memory so far of Brookings? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know, honestly. Uh, non-wrestling is kind of tough to think about, but I just like, for Brookings as a whole, Like, I just like how friendly everybody is out here and how welcoming everybody is. I guess that would just be like one thing that I would take away from this place would be how open and like friendly and welcoming everybody is here. What would you say is your... Uh... Favorite weight to watch in college wrestling? Favorite weight, 125 or 133. The little guys, they just move. They're just fast. I just love watching. It's nonstop action. Like, just watching Vega go, was that was, that was one of my favorite things. We'll say 125. 
Tell me what you think of this new Tanner Jordan that we have in the lineup coming in here. Taking He's a goer. Uh, Tanner Jordan, I have some high expectations for him because he'll he'll wrestle till he drops dead. He could wrestle a 30-minute match, and he will not quit against anybody. So it's, it's going to be exciting watching him go because he just – I don't know if he gets tired or not, to tell you the truth, but he just never stops, which is I, – I love that. That's like – if I'm up against somebody like this like that, I'm in trouble. It is fun to watch the smaller guys scramble, but yeah. personally, I'm a fan of the bear, big bear dancing. You know, <laughs> I was a fat guy. Still am a fat guy. You got to give us some love, too. You know, we just – dance around for three 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 periods and like you know try and get an escape and win that way <laughs> it's exciting right <laughs> what did you have anything you wanted to say about this random dude on twitter's uh profile i pulled up jordan <laughs> can you read that oh, or not i know what you pulled up now no i couldn't read it at first oh, sorry hey, let you me guys. put a full screen is that <laughs> so, better uh, I had my screen down too. I was looking at the I have the project notes on one screen and going here. Oh, we have the my site here. Damian Hahn did the winter press conference year deal here. Um, you can find that at South Dakota Scouting Report on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, some some of the notes I took away from Damian's thing was that Clay Carlson was the 2021. Uh, academic scholar of the year. Um, he also was our only All-American last year, but we have very high hopes and expectations. Everybody else says we have four or six of the 10 weight classes this year that we will be filling are previous national qualifiers, including our 165-pounder and guest winner cook. He better be a two-time national qualifier after this year. Or I'll be knocking on the neighbor's door, bitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, family show, Jordan. I know. Sorry about that language. Um, but And then he also kind of highlighted the projected lineup this year for us. Um, I'll go through it. If Tanner has anything that he wants to say for some of these new kids that we don't know, he's more than welcome to say. If he wants to stay quiet, he's good. But. Um, at 125, we just touched on it. We got Tanner Jordan. Um, at 133, Damien says that Hunter Marco is on his way down from 149 last year. Uh, Trayton Anderson will also be making an attempt, and Caleb Gross will all see at 133. At 145 or at 141, we have last week's um person or last week's guest, Clay Carlson. Um, at 149, we'll have Zach Price or Danny Kimball. At 157 is Kenny O'Neill or Jack Thomas, Thomas. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I Thompson. always call him Jack Thompson. Thompson. Isn't it Thompson? Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 165, we have the Mr. Highlight Real Tanner. Um, 174, K. DeVos went up. Um, 184, we'll have Tanner Cook, Jacob Schoon, or not Tanner Cook. Now I'm, now I'm reading the screen on my phone at the same time. Sorry about that. At 184, you have Cade King. Jacob Schoon or Tate Batani. Um, at 197, we'll see Nick Casperson more than likely till January because unfortunately Tanner Sloan is still healing from last year's injury. And then at heavyweight, we'll see AJ Nevels or Bowen McConaughey. Um, we start next weekend already. The 13th is the Bison Open. It'll be the first time the Jacks go up there and 
beat the Bison's head in, or I should say the second time the Bison get their heads beat in by SDSU in two weeks. Um, and then we come home and we have the Augustana and Northern State duels on November 19th here in Frost. Let's all pack it and let's have a great time. And then the 21st is the DAC Open also, which is in South Dakota. So come on up, make a trip out of it, enjoy the weekend. I know the 20th is the North Dakota North Dakota football game. So you can make a three-day weekend out of a pretty incredible sports event and come cheer on all the Jackrabbits. Is there anyone on the team you think is going to jump out and impress us that we, we're maybe not quite privy to yet, Tanner? Um, I would say that we definitely have some tough freshmen that just came in. Um, so I would say Alec Martin is definitely definitely one of those guys. Um, he's tough. He he was really tough in high school, so it was, it was kind of expected. Um, Derek Cardinal is another one. He does he does all everything right. He's just one of those guys that he just takes care of what he needs to take care of. Um, Cal Swenson is very tough, very talented. Um, and then one other guy that I think is going to surprise some people is Sam Kruger from South Dakota. From South Dakota, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, a, and, he's a strong kid, big, strong kid. And we, we had some guys move up in weights. Have, have you seen any uh, real change in the room with that? Did that change how those guys were able to effectively wrestle? Have you seen any real change with those guys that have moved up a weight a little bit? Um, so Zach Price has definitely gotten a lot better at wrestling, but I mean that like you need to, if you're going to jump up two weights, you got to get better. You got to get bigger. You got to get stronger. So he's definitely gotten better at wrestling, which makes sense because now he can actually enjoy going to practice or not enjoy, but it, it's, it's a lot easier now that he uh, can probably eat lunch and, and feel good. Yeah. yeah. He's just not worried about losing his weight, not stressing about it. So I think he's gotten a lot better. Um, Hunter Marco's go, gone down in weight, but he's been yeah. doing a good job with taking care of his weight and everything like that. It's definitely still still a big cut, but um, I believe it's it's probably going to be his last year, so he wants to go out with a bang. So, and he thinks it's what's best for him and what's best for the team. So, I mean, I'm all all for it. Right on. We had this when we had Cody on. We were talking a little bit about the same question, and uh, they sent this 165 pounder. He, he doesn't need to high-fly it anymore as much. That He's actually learning some wrestling himself now. So can you tell me how that's been going for you and what you've been learning about more just wrestling instead of big movers? Yeah, so uh, I've just been trying to learn how to actually wrestle here. Um, I mean, most of the guys that I wrestle with, I've been wrestling for the last two two years or so. So, like, even if I were to hit stuff like that, like, chances are they know it's coming. So, like, um, I've been working on my feet a lot. I've never really had a problem on bottom, but on my feet, just like getting to actual shots now and then defending a shot rather than just letting them grab my leg and then going from there. So uh, I've gotten better at scrambling and then developing an actual attack on my feet. And then uh, just on top, like being able to turn guys, because I, I was really successful on top in my first year of college. That's actually where I scored all my points. And then I kind of strayed away from it a little bit, but I'm trying to get back to it because that's something that's really important to get as on top. Like it's, it just gets guys, it just wears them out. You get them tired. You get your riding time point too, which is huge. So that's just some of the stuff I've been working on. It's been going really well. And then I just want to keep the other stuff like in my back pocket in case I ever need it in the third period or something like that. If I'm down or even if it's just there, I mean, 
I'll definitely throw a couple in the first period just because at some point this year, it's just like, I'll have to do it. But apart from that, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to actually wrestle. So, <laughs> well, it's always seemed like it's just this bait that you, you hold out there and no matter who the guy is, no matter how much he's, he knows it's there, they, they can't help but take it. And next thing you know, they're upside down, but you know, I'm not going to say I don't get a little bit concerned when you start exposing your back. It, it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely hard, but, like, I, I kind of think of, like, the worst thing that happens, like, maybe I, I get taken down or, like, we're, absolute worst case scenario, I just get pinned and just move on to the next one, I guess. Uh, but that's probably That hasn't happened a whole lot, it, but... though, has it? How many times have you, have you actually gotten stuck doing that? Um, More than you'd I want, mean, probably. That whole year, I didn't once, but I went for a big move, a, a different. I went for a throw and got headlocked at a at a D two tournament when I was up probably seven zero and got pinned, but it didn't really matter too much. So it was all in good fun. That that D two tournament cost you the Hodge because you got yeah calling it yeah. <laughs> That's close, man. No competition that year, really, but. <laughs> Say, hey, we want to respect your time, and we appreciate all the time you've given us here tonight. Uh, Jordan, you got any more questions? Um, I just want to touch on Track the Jack, last week's big winner. Right there, uh, we got – it's starting here in nine minutes, actually at the nine. Uh, if you're listening, you can jump on and do the um, – if you go to the website, it will let you do it right there. 8.30, they'll go live. They'll draw a name. See if Chad can uh, get it two weeks in a row. Maybe this time he'll draw a better card and take the jackpot home. I know the jackpot's, I don't know. Over 10,000. It's over 10. Have they said anything for tonight yet? Uh, I think it was at like 10,500. So yeah. uh, that would mean you bring over, bring home over 5,000 yourself if you, were to, if you were to pull it. Yeah, too bad. I'm, I'm just not that good at picking picking numbers jordan texted me right away hey man there's only what 32 cards and you pick a loser you know <laughs> okay half the deck's still out there I, you know I, although i give them some credit they've they've extracted a fair amount more money out of me than i maybe would have given otherwise <laughs> um so well played guys i know whose brainchild it is and uh marty it was good to hear your call la- last week <laughs> we gotta get him on here yeah yeah, definitely. He'd love to, I'm sure. So anyway, well, we appreciate your time. Like I said, we don't want to take too much. And uh, with that, I think we'll close. Can we get a go jacks or get jacked on three? Three, two, one. Get, get jacked. jacked. This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Vital and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast in all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And go big, go blue, go Jacks!